Looking to get out of your own way and make things happen? Do you love inspiration and tips that are based on the science of happiness and well-being? If so, default to yes is for you. New episodes are released every Monday with the occasional bonus episodes with expert guests, each one designed for inspiration to keep us moving in the right direction. Whether you're dealing with obstacles that have been around for a long time or are on a journey of new challenges, know that you are not alone. The Default to Yes podcast is nurse coach and aromatherapist Julie Reynolds on the journey with you, your extraordinary self. We deal in truth and experiment with solutions, training our fascinating brains to cooperate as we show up in the world the way we really want, make the difference we desire without sacrificing our overall well-being. Welcome to the Default to Yes podcast. Welcome back to another week of Defaulting to Your Extraordinary Self. This is Julie, your host, and we are in the second week of Advent. We talked about that last week, Advent being a significant season observed in the Christian church for a very long time, it kicks off the a Christian worldwide calendar. And this period of time is meant for leading up to Christmas, and it's a time of waiting. And each week has a theme, and this week we're going to focus on peace. Often in a world filled with chaos and noise and busyness, that pursuit of peace becomes a, a little bit of an adventure, a little bit of a journey. It resonates across cultures, religions, and societies. This time of year, more than any time, we hear the phrase peace on earth. The concept of peace is deeply rooted in our collective human experience, and its significance extends beyond just the absence of conflict. So we're going to explore what the science tells us about peace and how we define it and nurture it and practical tips for maintaining peace in our daily lives. And this is something that I think is important to all of us, especially this time of year, because we want to really enjoy the season. We have a lot of time and opportunity to spend with friends and family. And if we are in stress or turmoil, it's difficult to enjoy that. And it also makes it more difficult for others as well. Now, to define peace, peace is more than the absence of conflict. It embraces that state of tranquility inner calm and harmony. It involves a balance between our internal and our external worlds, fostering that sense of well-being that extends to those around us. Peace is not passive. It's an active pursuit that requires intention and mindfulness and effort. Scientific studies revealed that experiencing peace is not just a subjective feeling, but has tangible effects for our well-being. The field of psychoneuroimmunology explores the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and the immune system. There are books, really good books written about all of this connection, specifically the gut-brain connection. And I'll put a couple of those books that I've read recently in the show notes because you might find them interesting just to go beyond this, especially if you're struggling with any kind of digestive issues or cardiovascular issues. These are two areas that have been studied. And we have a lot of success stories in when just acknowledging that and then addressing that root cause. Anyway, research suggests that cultivating peace of mind can positively impact our physical health. 
reduce stress, and contribute to longer and happier life. And this is something that we miss in our traditional medical model. We miss this root cause. We miss some trauma and stress as being causes of disease and therefore also very closely tied to the intervention or the cure or what is going to bring us out of that state of disease. One of the hallmarks of the Christmas story is when the angels appear to the shepherds and proclaim peace on earth. This is in Luke 2. Jesus brought about peace and in the most and unexpected ways, both inner peace and peace with others. There's a Hebrew word for peace, shalom. It's one of my one of my favorite words actually, and it goes far beyond not fighting with others or the peace as we know it. Shalom encompasses a deep sense of wholeness and completeness. It's a state of being where we experience harmony within and with others and the world around us. In Jewish tradition, shalom is considered to be one of the highest values and is often used as a greeting or farewell. To wish someone shalom is to wish them not only peace, but also prosperity, health, and well-being. It's a reminder that true peace is not just the absence, again, of conflict, but it's the presence of all that is good and right in the world. Nothing broken, nothing missing. That is what we hope for. And our peace doesn't just matter to us as individuals. Our experience of peace is what brings world peace. It matters for those around us, too. We know that being around others who are stressed can be stressful, and that is not just true emotionally, it's physiological. I was just listening this week to Dr. Tara Swart. She's a neuroscientist and an MD, and she was explaining how stress is contagious. And she was explaining how hormones, including cortisol, the stress hormone, are transmitted. They leak out of our sweat and into the air and penetrates through the skin of others. So this is not just an emotional issue, something that we can manage. It's physiological. And that's how important it is to manage our cortisol levels. So those of you who are leaders, this is especially important because historically, science has shown there's a hierarchy involved in this in this transmission. So there's hierarchies in our organizations. There's also natural perceived hierarchy. There's all sorts of different ways that this can manifest. But it tends to be the people who are affected most by stress are those that are less senior. So for leaders, this is important physiologically for those who you lead. They are affected by your stress and you cannot hide that stress. They'll still physiologically be impacted and it needs to be managed, not hidden. Leadership stress leaks down and you have to find a way to leak less cortisol. And this can be in relationships of parents. This could be your teachers, nurses to your patients, to your teams. While she was on this topic, she also talked about how it can lead to fat gain, but maybe that's a, that's a topic for another day. The impact of cortisol is tremendous on our health. Cortisol is an inflammatory too. So if you're experiencing dry skin, inflamed skin, all those signs of inflammation, this could be a sign that you need to tap into more peace. You need to leverage what we know and some of those messages of peace and what science says about it. So let's talk a little bit about that. I'm just going to briefly cover the hormones that can be at play here as well, and how we might be able to address them, increase or decrease um, them, and how we can regulate that 
ourselves by our daily practices and the way we go about our days intentionally to default to our extraordinary selves. This is important to pay attention to. So the science behind peace. Science reveals that our neurochemistry has a profound impact on our emotional well-being. And this is a kind of a dance of hormones and neurotransmitters that influences mood and stress levels and overall sense of peace. Understanding this is going to allow us to adopt intentional practices that optimize the chemical messengers contributing to more serene and peaceful existence. The first of all, serotonin. It's known as the feel-good neurotransmitter, and serotonin plays a pivotal role in mood regulation. Engaging in activities that naturally boost serotonin, like exercise and exposure to sunlight, can enhance overall sense of well-being. This is a tricky thing for for a lot of us if your schedule, like mine, is such that you might get up when it's dark, work all day, not too much exposure to sunlight, and then come home when it's dark as well. So for that, there are lights that you can use to expose yourself to light in the morning, and as well as just being intentional about maybe on breaks going outside or and getting ex- that exposure to some of the sunlight. Dopamine is another one, a neurotransmitter associated with pleasure and reward. Dopamine can be stimulated through positive experiences, engaging in activities that bring you joy, um, accomplishment, and satisfaction help maintain balanced dopamine levels. And there are a lot of things that we can do for that. So just be really mindful about doing things that bring you joy. Oxytocin is another one. It's referred to as the love hormone or the connection hormone. Oxytocin is released during social bonding and positive interactions. Cultivating meaningful connections and engaging in acts of kindness can elevate oxytocin levels, fostering that sense of connection and calmness, eye contact, handshakes, laughing. Those are all ways that we can can elevate our oxytocin levels and really leverage some of this neurochemistry that's at play in bringing peace. You can also affect release of oxytocin by taking a bath or getting a massage. So there are things that you aren't completely dependent on your connection with other people. So interestingly, Dr. Swart actually also talked about eye contact and the kind of eye contact and lengthening handshakes and things like that that we can do to improve our connection with others, just even when in brief interactions. So there are some things that we can do there to leverage this as well. Endorphins, the body's natural painkillers, are released during activities like exercise and laughter. Regular physical activity and moments of joy contribute to the release of endorphins, and that promotes that feeling of euphoria and relaxation. So this might be something that you could do with your team if you're a leader. Introduce some humor because laughing might increase that endorphin and the cortisol levels get downplayed a a little bit. and We can manage those a little bit better. Now, GABA is another neurotransmitter. It's an inhibitory neurotransmitter. GABA helps regulate anxiety and stress. Practices like meditation and mindfulness enhance GABA activity, and they promote that calm and centered state of mind. So going into interactions, whether they be family activities or gathering with friends, meeting up in the workplace, whatever those places are that we're connecting with other people, 
we can enhance those by really being mindful, doing some deep breathing before we go into those interactions and also mindfulness. As part of this season, I am releasing bonus episodes. So you will find among the podcast episodes, you will see bonus episodes. I'm going to put them in here once a week, at least maybe more. (laughs) I'm going to release them probably Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And you can use these over and over again. They're just short mindfulness exercises that I just wanted to go on this journey with you. I talk about mindfulness a lot. And so I thought that I could provide some tools here so that we could use them during this season as we focus on how we bring, how we really leverage hope and how we bring peace and elevate peace in our lives. Now, practical tips for cultivating peace. We, now that we're armed with some knowledge and the neurochemical foundations of peace, let's look at some practical strategies and optimize these hormones and foster that lasting sense of tranquility in our lives. We can do this by embracing regular exercise, incorporating a mix of aerobic exercise and strength training into your routine to stimulate the release of endorphins and enhance overall well-being. You don't have to do a whole lot. You don't have to commit to, I'm going to do an hour more every day. Just a five-minute walk, a 10-minute, do what you will do to just move more. The other thing is prioritize balanced nutrition. Maintaining a well-balanced diet rich in nutrients, essential for neurotransmitter production, including omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D, and amino acids. So, Really focus on those leafy greens and stay away from some of the sugars and processed foods. Another crucial thing is prioritizing quality sleep. This might be the most important things that we can do in all of our habits is prioritize quality sleep. This you can do by establishing a consistent sleep routine and creating that conducive sleep environment to support hormonal balance and emotional well-being. This is something that I am committing to and running my days through. It's a one, two, three morning start and a three, two, one daily finish. And three, two, one means three hours before bed, no food. So you stop eating three hours before you go to bed. Two hours before you go to bed, stop working. (laughs) This This can be a challenge because especially for if you work all day and there's uh, you have home projects or things that you need to do, these can take priority and we can work right up until bedtime and that does not give our bodies a chance to wind down. And then one hour before sleep, no screens. That means no Netflix, no podcasts, no checking messages, no Facebook. It's actually easier than you think. It's really just a matter of conditioning and you can do that. So that's one way that you can prioritize quality sleep. Wayne Dyer used to say that the most important five minutes of our day is the five minutes right before we go to sleep, what we're processing, what we're thinking. In that hour and as we establish a routine for setting ourselves up for sleep, think about some of the problems that you want to solve and just make note of them. What you're grateful for, what went right today, what you want to focus on tomorrow offload all of those thoughts in that last five minutes. That gives your also your brain a chance to process in sleep. So another little tip for that wind down at the end of the day. Now practicing stress management techniques, 
of course, incorporating mindfulness, meditation, deep breathing exercises. All of these can be part of your daily routine to manage stress and promote relaxation. They're not hard. They may not be easy to do, but they are very simple. And this is another reason why I'm going to release some bonus mindfulness episodes. Like I said, five minutes can guide your mindfulness practice if you are somebody who's new to that or would like some some guidance on how to do that in the middle of your day or to get your day started, even just to wind down your day. All right. Another way we can cultivate peace, fostering positive social interactions and nurture meaningful relationships to boost oxytocin levels and enhance that sense of connection. And then, of course, get the guidance and get the support that you need from professionals, from a coach, from friends, from family. And addressing, especially if you think you have a more of a persistent mood imbalance, or if you have concerns about your hormone levels, that might be a way to seek a healthcare professional to help you understand what is going on more clearly. But the main thing, get the cortisol out of your system. So again, practicing mindfulness, cultivating gratitude. I said that I do a three, I do a one, two, three rev up in a three, two, one wind down. And one, two, three is one is an affirmation, an intention for my day. This is how I'm going to show up. This is the kind of person I'm going to be. This is the kind of energy that I'm going to bring. That's one intention. And then two, I'm going to set out to accomplish two things during the day, two needle moving activities, something that I can accomplish during the day to move my goals forward in a meaningful way. And those can be really anything. It can be something as simple as staying hydrated and getting an adequate amount of water throughout the day. Just something that you want to have done before you lay your head on the pillow that night. So one, affirmation or intention, two, goals for the day, and three, things you're grateful for. And that is a really simple way to start your morning in cultivating gratitude and practicing mindfulness and then setting out to nurture positive relationships. I want to talk a little bit about this because it's important to prioritize spending time with people who uplift and encourage you rather than those that are constantly bringing negativity and drama into your life. We have established that cortisol is contagious and that stress is contagious and this is going to affect your levels of peace. Now, there are some things that we can't control. We can't control who our boss is. We can't control who we work with necessarily, but we can be intentional about how we show up. We can be intentional about how we process and our awareness of of what we're catching in those meetings or in those environments and so that we can work out our own accumulation of cortisol. So, and then we can seek out friends and family members who make you feel loved and valued and accepted for who you are. In addition to the people in your life, consider those sources of positive, such as uplifting music, inspiring books, motivational quotes, anything that's going to set your brain energy in that place where you're looking for things that are going right instead of the things that are going wrong. And just managing that mindset, install those thoughts that are going to serve you. Now, remember, it's okay to distance yourself from people and situations that don't serve your well-being. This is all part of prioritizing your emotional health. Now, like I said, we can't choose our family. We sometimes can't choose our coworkers, our boss, 
things like that. We can, but it's that's a little more complex. Sometimes we just need to work with what what we have, where we are, and we can ask ourselves some questions about the people in our lives. Do they elevate my life? Do they contribute to personal growth? Or do they say things that make you feel like you have to tone it down? Do they talk in disbelief when you share your aspirations to default to your extraordinary self? Do they roll their eyes or give you the reasons why this won't work? Those are the people you want to minimize your exposure to. Do they challenge and support you? Do they share your values? Shared values create that foundation for meaningful connections and help ensure that your relationships align with your core beliefs and principles. And do they add energy or drain it? We know the answers to these questions, and sometimes it's just hard to to create that awareness because maybe we feel like we can't change it. But spending time with individuals who bring joy and enthusiasm, positive vibes can contribute significantly to your overall well-being. When I went on a journey for this, when I realized that I needed some more people in my life that were part of my uh, journey and they would understand where I was struggling and they would support me and encourage me on as I overcome obstacles, as I face the challenges, instead of keeping those all to myself, I, I reached out to a couple of friends and we have formed an accountability group. And this was this has become something that we meet every week and we share our goals. And these are people that share my values and add energy instead of draining it. They challenge and support me and they elevate my life. They don't talk to me like they don't believe that I can accomplish what I want to, what I set out to do. In all of that, we can also set boundaries. Saying no doesn't make you a bad person. So learning to say no and establishing boundaries that protect your time and energy will go a long way. And overcommitting can lead to stress and disrupt that balance and that needed that's needed for inner peace. So like I said, saying no doesn't make you a bad person. In fact, it shows that you respect your own time and your priorities. Establishing boundaries is crucial for maintaining healthy relationships with others. And when you set those limits, you empower yourself to choose how you spend your time and energy. And this can help you avoid feeling that overwhelmed or burnout. Remember, self-care isn't selfish. It's necessary for your well-being. So don't be afraid to say no and prioritize your own needs. We say no so that we can default to yes. So if there's an extra committee that you think that this just isn't aligned, we talk about this a lot in coaching and we actually have a thought model or a process in which we take ourselves through a process to to be able to really know because sometimes we say yes to things that are really good and they're fun and that we're interested in them, but they just get in the way of what we really wanted or they take us off track of what we were really pursuing. And then pretty soon we have so many tools in our tool belt, we don't even know what to do. We're, we're learning this, we're mastering that, we're practicing this. You get the picture. It's something that a lot of women, a lot of nurses deal with and we can say yes to a lot of things that are very good. And it almost thins us out so that we can't really make an impact where we want to. And then over time, that stress builds and we start to feel drained. It can lead to burnout. So all of those things like aligning our goals and our values 
and staying on that path and knowing what that is, being aware and accepting all of those the the things and being clear of where we want to end up. Okay, so that's something we talk about a lot of that in coaching. Remember, I offer you a free coaching session. So if this is something you want to dive deeper into, just scroll down to the show notes and take me up on the discovery session. I'd love to talk to you more about this and see maybe where you're getting stuck and where you can propel yourself forward. So I've covered a lot. I've said a lot of things. My hope is that you will pick up just one thing that you can do to cultivate peace. Because the pursuit of peace, while it is noble and good, and we all want that world peace, quote unquote, world peace, there are a lot of obstacles on our journey and stress, external pressures, negative influences, all of those things are threats to that inner peace. If we let them take over and if we aren't aware and we don't accept that we can't do everything. We can overcome these challenges, and it's really just essential to develop some of these uh, practices. Practice self-compassion and actively work towards creating that environment that fosters that peace. So during the second week of Advent, this the, the, our theme this week is peace, and it's central to the season's reflections. It serves as a reminder of the transformative power of inner peace and that ability to radiate outward and creating that ripple effect into our communities and beyond. Peace is not merely a distant goal. It's a journey we walk with every step. There's a verse in the Bible in Philippians that I love. It says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love that. And that is something that we can take forward into our week and just be mindful of that. As we navigate the complexities of our day-to-day, let's be intentional in our pursuit of peace. By understanding its significance, incorporating science-backed practices, and staying resilient in the face of challenges, we can foster lasting sense of harmony within ourselves and then contribute to a more peaceful world. We can harness the power of neurochemistry and really manage that with our daily habits. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. Um, Let's create a great big community of those who want to default to yes. This is another way we can cultivate peace in our environment. So share this episode. That would mean a lot to me. And if you want to let me know how it's going, just uh, scroll down, get on the list and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, enjoy those bonus episodes of mindfulness exercise and let me know what you want more of. Now, until next time, may the light of peace illuminate your heart and guide you on the transformative journey towards inner tranquility and peace as you default to your extraordinary self.